Yo, what's up, guys? We are the Ripe Potatoes. Do it! What up, you sandbagging sons of bitches? I'm James. And I'm Steven. And we are the, the Ripe, Ripe Potatoes. Potatoes. Each week we keep you up to date with movies we believe have been wrongly analyzed on the Rotten Tomatoes platform and let you know why we think their reviews are shit. They are shit. And right you are, James. And with the help of you, the audience, we all have plenty of wood to throw in the fire that is under your ass. This week we're going in with another cult classic and its remake with the film Halloween. Michael? I spent eight years trying to reach him, and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. We will be discussing both the original 1978 film and the 2007 Rob Zombie rendition. For you dinguses that don't know what Halloween is, you're a complete idiot. And here's a synopsis of the film. On a cold Halloween night, weird. <laughs> Just oh, yeah. kidding. On a cold Halloween night in 1963, six-year-old Michael Myers brutally murdered his 17-year-old sister Judith. He was sentenced and locked away for 15 years, but on October 30th, 1978, while being transferred for a court date, a 21-year-old Michael Myers steals a car and escapes Smith's Grove. He returns to his quiet hometown of Haddonfield, Illinois, where he looks for his next victims. The tomato gave the, blah, 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 blah. the tomato meter gave this a 96% with the average rating being 8.69 out of 10. Total ratings 69. Hey. <laughs> nice. 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 66 being fresh and 3 being rotten. The audience gave this 89% with an average rating of 4.33 out of 5 stars and a total rating of 303,088. Three, three, there we go. That's <laughs> numbers I know how to read. With the difference of being 7%, the film was released on October 25th of 1978 and was directed by John Carpenter. The film had a budget of only $325,000 and went on to gross between 60 and $70 million at the box office. That's pretty freaking crazy. Oh, yeah. What amazes... Okay. <laughs> what amazes me is, yet again, I will be siding with the critics. How about you, James? Critics. Critics all day. The fact that the audience was lower on this one kind of blew my mind. I know. Bunch of fucking idiots. <laughs> all right. So enough of the nonsense. Let's get into the positive critics' reviews for the 1978 film Halloween. Carpenter obviously knows the genre well, and he builds a properly terrifying atmosphere through his well-placed direction. It's an effective entry for its intended market. Carpenter's 1978 slasher classic has inspired a million imitations as well as sequels, but few that demonstrate so clearly that a disreputable genre movie can also be a pure, rigorous work of art. Yeah. Not just the gold standard for American horror, but one of the greatest achievements in cinematic history. True. John Carpenter's 1978 Tour de Force, perhaps the most widely imitated film of the 70s. Well, it, it started the slasher genre, right? Well, I think it was the first, wasn't it? Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I can't really think of anything else that... Because Nightmare came out in the 80s. 80s. Friday what about the Candyman? Third. Candyman was like 90s, though. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah, I, I so, honestly don't know when yeah, it came out. This is, yeah. Me. This is, yeah. Like they said, the gold standard of slasher movies. Yes. I would agree with that. 
Me too. <laughs> <laughs> now let's hear what those what ne- uh, let's hear what negatives those dumbasses had to say. After a promising opening, Halloween becomes just another maniac on the loose. Suspenser. <laughs> Suspenser. I know it's like suspenders. Hey Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> hey Spencer, you're going a little crazy over here. Hey Suspenser. <laughs> <laughs> Since there is precious little character or plot development to pass the time between stalking sequences, one tends to wish the killer would just get on with it. Well, he, he, he does. <laughs> he just walks on. Fuck it. What's up? I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's boring, not scary. There, I said it. But it's fucked up. Uh, what movie the fuck is he watching? And for the last comment, I would like not to so kindly ask Marianne to please just jump in front of traffic, you dumb piece of shit. <laughs> Amen. There actually weren't very many negatives for that one, so it's like, well, that's a good thing. Yeah. You know the, that was only three, right? The three negatives? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So, there, it wasn't really... <laughs> it's boring, it's not scary there, I said it. That's dumb. Yeah. First of all. Because the movie is pretty fucking... It's creepy. To me, it's one of, like, perf- one of like the per- most perfect... Not most perfect, but a perfect, like, scary movie. Yeah. To me. Well, the thing about horror movies now, too, is, like, what you, what you watch a movie for is... This, this, the jump scares. Well, you have jump scares, and then you're also expecting some sort of resolution at the end. Yeah. Whereas this one, it's, it's like, oh, fuck, he's, he's on gone. the fucking loose. Yeah. <laughs> and I just like how it's just, a, like, a slow burn throughout the whole thing where, like, these girls aren't... He has no problem, like, qualm with these girls at all. They just happen to be in the way of his next victims, pretty They're much. They're Wrong place, wrong time. <laughs> Don't fucking be there. Yeah. alright well now that the critics are out of the way let's see what positives the audience had to say one of my favorite all time horror movies started a whole genre smart man the original Halloween will always be a classic but not just for horror and slasher movies but a big part of cinema history John Carpenter and Deborah Hill and many others have made a truly amazing masterpiece that has forever defined the face of horror and slasher movies Michael Myers is truly iconic and will forever be. Perhaps the greatest slasher film of all time is effective without turning to gore to do so. Mm-hmm. And I, we'll talk about that. <laughs> Halloween is a masterpiece that birthed the horror that is Michael Myers and has set to come my... Wait, what? <laughs> has Whoa. set to come my grade uh. A+. Plus. <laughs> oh my god, I... my grade's a fucking A+. Plus. <laughs> I get what you're coming, you're coming from, pun intended. <laughs> and I'm with you there. <laughs> I'm right there at your dick where you coming from. But yeah, everything about this movie just works. There's no, like, plot thread that wasn't pulled. There's no missing anything. No questions that weren't answered, you know? Yeah. Everything just works. What I really liked is the fact that they had such a low budget, too. Mm-hmm. Because I actually didn't even know that until I was, like, researching this. Yeah. But I was like, holy shit, 325000 that's, that's fucking nothing. coffee yeah, that's <laughs> for nothing. a movie now. <laughs> Yeah, especially it was, uh, what's her fucking name? Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, this was like her first movie, I believe. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm sure we'll find that out later, maybe. 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 We'll see. You just might be surprised. (laughs) (laughs) And can we also talk about the music and how iconic the score is alone? Because without the music, I don't think, like, the scares would be as poignant, you know? Like, you need the boom, boom, boom. Yeah, Boom. him just stalking her, and I'm just like, holy fuck! I like that. how it's super simple, but it like, it makes you. It's like two or th- three or four notes. Whether you, well, the first time you watch it, you're probably like, oh fuck. Yeah. But then, like, 
every other time you're like you kind of get giddy you know you're yeah like, Ooh, he's coming <laughs> like, just the, yeah but my favorite part about this is the music and i still like can get chills like listening to it alone absolutely because it's i just like and the fact that he walks just mm-hmm. like that's fucking terrifying it's like I'm gonna kill you. I'm just walking after yeah, you. You're going like, to fucking die. There's nothing in my way that could fucking stop me from getting what I want. And that's he, you. I like I like the fact that he's racked too. Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, he just the way he stalks people is fucking nuts to me. Yeah, and then it's just the whole Like I said in the previous episode, he's just a man. Yep. But he's a fucking force of nature, like all he wants to do is kill and he sets his sights on these like three three women and then there's that's nothing it. else that's getting in his way. And the fact that, like, how you could hear his breathing through the, like, the whole time. Oh, yeah. Which is just... Ugh. <laughs> it still, like, freaks me out. That's a fucking... That's a good film. Yeah. Like, it's a good, good I, piece of film. It's still one of my favorites of all time. Like, I watch it... I didn't even need to re-watch it, because I watched it so many times, I didn't even need to do, like, backup research. I already fucking... You I know just this, know. Yeah, forwards and backwards. I know this fucking movie. That's fucking tight, though. Yeah. At least you're about that life, you know? I'm about it, about it. That's why I'm here. Yeah, in the tato, In the tato farm! We're here! <laughs> We're here in that tato boof. <laughs> for that ass. Now it's time for our least favorite reviews, the critics' negatives. Now time for our least favorite reviews, the audience' negatives. Everyone knows the Halloween franchise. Franchise. Even though I do not particularly like this film due to its strong build-up and slow pace until the last 15 minutes, I do have to admit it is a classic of and a must-see. Overall, it's an okay classic film. Okay. Okay. You're fucking okay, You're, bitch. Yeah, get the... Ooh! Ooh! <laughs> Subpar for your Give fucking me a, review, bitch. Give me a reason. You gave me a reason. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Alright. Sorry, John Carpenter. I, I usually love your films, but I found this one really boring. I love slasher films, and people always go on about Halloween, but this was a snore fest. I actually feel bad for not liking it. I prefer the Rob Zombie remake. Ooh, we're going to talk about that. Ooh, we're going to talk about that. That film was actually enjoyable. (laughs) Ooh, I hate this guy already. Don't even know he already hates you. I get that it's probably, probably shocking when it was released in the 70s. When you grow up on 80s and 90s slashers and then watch this as an adult, it's a bad in comparison. You're a bitch. Oh, I don't like that. Na- I want to name one like '80s or '90s slasher that even compares. I mean, obviously, we talked about a Nightmare on or Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, realistically, I would say that Halloween like set it. Yeah, they set the fucking stage for everybody else. You know, so it's like you have to, you kind of have to put that up on a pedestal. It doesn't matter that I prefer Freddy Krueger or whatever, you know, because it's like that's yeah. just an opinion, but. You still have to it, give the fucking Yeah, this movie set kudos. the bar, and I don't, I don't know if I can name right now a movie that has elevated it. Didn't you? For for that genre, man, that's hard. See, I, I really fucked with Nightmare on Elm Street anyway, but yeah, what is another movie that know. yeah elevated the bar with this? Other Nothing. than the 2018 cool. sequel slash reboot. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> or the original Scream would be something that I guess you could like say would be a good. Slasher film, but yeah. it still doesn't fucking scrape the surface of. That's because it poked fun at all the other ones. Yeah, I Which, liked it though. Yeah, I did. I, Whatever. I'm not saying it was a bad thing. <laughs> and Friday the Thirteenth. I mean, teach their own, but I prefer Halloween. To yeah, I still Friday like. <laughs> I know Halloween has its bad ones, but there's not a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> like Friday the Thirteenth is only, the majority. Of them. Yeah. 
Jason X hella good. What's yeah. up? Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the best, but it's a cult classic. And it's the gold stranded of horror films. Stranded? He don't even know how to spell. We don't trust this gold motherfucker. Strand. Small budget. Budget. B-U-D-J-E-T. That's how we spelt this one. <laughs> An okay storyline. Has some good and unique directing, but it's quite a bit overrated. I'd give it a 3 out of 5. Great soundtrack, though. There you go. Well, he's... I'll give you that. He's got that, at least. <laughs> Overall, man, I can't really think of too many negatives for this movie. I, I did go back and watch it a few different times. It was always one of those things that we watched it, like, on Halloween, because it's like, ooh, spooky. What yeah. if this guy comes and fucks us <laughs> up right now? But, uh... That's pretty much it, man. It's it's kind of turned into a uh, a tradition to watch it in October. So yeah, I'll watch it again for sure. I'm more the yeah, I'm more than like October is coming up. It's a couple months away, and I'll probably do what I did. I think a couple years ago was was did I marathon them all? Oh shit! Yeah, maybe what we could do. I don't know if this is gonna be an actual thing that we can do, but uh, if we decide to like set up a YouTube or something, maybe we could do like a a, watch a live al- watch along. Oh yeah, like a. A party, a watch Ooh, party. You know? I'm down as fuck with that. Should be fucking tight. So if you guys are into that, let us know, because I'd be down. Yeah. So D- James, damn us down in his chonies, with in- his big old dickus. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for sticking through the OG classic Halloween with us. We will be back to discuss the 2007 Rob Zombie remake. If you're looking to get any 3D work or any animation work, make sure you go check out our boy over at Hoover 3D. He's the best in the business and will customize any design fit to your needs. He's also a miracle worker with 2D animation or 3D imaging. We used him for our cover logo and any designs we need. Make sure you give him a follow on Instagram at Hoover 3D and be sure to direct message him for any of your design needs. Love those sponsors! Want to have a segment on our podcast? Feel free to shoot us a message and inquire. Everyone is welcome. Not everyone. Not everyone. We lied. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> now let's go ahead and discuss the 2007 Zom- Rob Zombie rendition of Halloween. You haven't said a word for 15 years. This summer, Rob Zombie unleashes a unique vision of a legendary tale. Ah! Listen, be careful tonight. A lot of nutcases come out on Halloween. Rob Zombie's Halloween was released on August 31st, 2007, and had a budget of 15 million USD. The film then went on to make 80.4 million USD. Since you already know what the film is about, we'll just dive right into the good stuff. Tomato Meter gave it 26%. And that with an an average rating of 4.13 out of 10, total ratings being 117, 31 being fresh, and 86 being rotten. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's bad. The audience gave it a 59, though. The average rating of 3.4 out of 5 stars. Total ratings of uh, 360,934. Difference being of 33% from critics to audience. It's kind of crazy. Uh, well, I'm, I'm with the critics on this one. <laughs> you weren't as much of a fan? Well, well, obviously not as much of a fan of the original, but yeah. I mean, you weren't into it. Yeah, I wasn't... I was about it at the time, but I was 17 years old at the time, so you're fucking metal as fuck at 17, yeah. you know, so fuck, man, blood and tits Plus are fucking like, tight. yo, Rob Zombie brother, sick. Yeah, House of a Thousand Corpses is my fucking jam. But, oh, shit, bitch. But this, but watching it now, being 30, I'm like, oh my god. 
<laughs> See, and I was kind of... I'm in between. I wouldn't say I'd be down at like a 26. I'd probably give it like a 40%. I'd just say a 40. I'll hit it's still a fucking yeah. F. <laughs> it's an F. It I'll, sucks. Yeah, I'll be gracious. I'll hit it with a soft 35. Like, it's good. It's not It's not good in my eyes, but it's, it's passable if you want that. If you want to scratch that itch. Which... I, I'm, I've always been a fan of gore. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it's like the nastiest shit you can see. It's like, yo, this is fucking tight, you know? Yeah. And there's just certain scenes, and I'm like, yo, that's fucking brutal. Like, it's gnarly. Especially with the fact... I, I always love the scene with the kid where it's him killing his sister, and then you see, like, him developing yeah. as a fucking psychopath. But anyway, I actually liked how he did that, and who he picked to play the young Michael Myers, I thought was pretty fucking good. But... That's me. <laughs> That's you. Yeah, he was a Michael. Good, he was a good little Michael. <laughs> like, t- yeah, towards the end when he started crawling inside, like, not towards the end, but towards his stay at Smith's Grove when you see him start crawling inside of himself. Mm-hmm. And then he's only himself when he has his mask on. Yeah. That was a pretty good little, like, dive into his psyche and whatnot. How do you feel about, like, the multiple masks, how he makes his masks? I liked it, but I, I don't know. I like the fact... About the masks, how you could still kind of see his face. Like, it's just stone. Yeah. Like, what you can see. And then I like the fact that these are pretty... Though, though, that's his home. Are, yeah. like, the different masks. And that's what keeps him, like, sane, kind of, I guess. So, in this movie, too, though, there was something that... I don't know if it necess- It didn't bug me, but there was, like, one of the coolest scenes of justice porn I've seen in movies, right? Uh-huh. And it's where... Like the uh, the guards for the insane asylum or oh. whatever, they go in to like rape that chick, yeah. right? And then he just comes in and fucks him up. But that the only thing about that scene that didn't make sense to me is I was like, why? Why did he save her though? He doesn't fucking care about her. He'd probably kill her too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what probably, I'm I want to but... say yeah. There there probably was a point where he probably did kill her because she was in. She just like like a, like in the first like wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. And so she just happened to be in his room and is like, well, that's not where you go. And then right after that was like the saddest part of that whole fucking movie where he gets Danny Trejo. Oh, dude. And that whole part, like I was re-watching it, that part got me because I, I felt so bad. And he the whole time he's just like, I was good to you, Mikey. Yeah. I was good to you. And he's just fucking slamming him around and trying to drown him and shit. And I was like, oh my fucking God, that fucking sucks. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, imagine that, dude. Yeah. Like he was... Pretty much the only one who was just like, hey, who gave a shit about? But him. he's, if you look back on it, he's kind of the one who made made him, because like when he was a little kid, he's like, hey man, don't let these walls get you down. I was in walls like this, and all you got to do is build walls inside your head or something like that. He fucking yeah, he sets the stage for him to fucking confine himself. Yeah, he helped. He pretty much helped create the monster without knowing it. He was just trying to be helpful, but that's pretty good. Dude. It was the wrong kind of help. I like that. I like that about that. Yeah, man. <laughs> I like that about uh, Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo's, man. Machete. Hit us up. <laughs> All right. The formalities are now out of the way, so let's get potato in. First up, the critics' positive reviews. Zombie may not be able to match the stock and menace of Carpenter's Steadicam original, but when the Big Z's knife hits the right groove, he cuts to the dark heart of the Myers legend. I'll give him eh, that, yeah. Okay. Driven by the loving memory of the original without the intention of eclipsing it. Which I like that. Because it's like, it's driven with the same shit, yeah. but it doesn't want to fucking reenact it. You know, it doesn't want to recreate what's already there. It kind of hits the, like... Even though it kind of It does. knows the beats it wants to hit. <laughs> it knows it beats... 
it knows the beats it wants to hit, but it hits them in a different way. Exactly. Yeah. In his own way, which is okay. Whereas that remake of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, just. Whole fucking problem. Pretty much. Anyway. <laughs> because it's still about Michael Myers, it feels. It all feels epic and larger than life in a way few of those other films do. I mean, which other Halloween movie are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know. At the time when most horror, horror remakes seemed aimed at the teen market, Zombies version did. Uh, Zombies version was decidedly more hardcore and uncompromising, which is pretty true. It was pretty violent. Yeah. Not that I hated it, you know. Again, when it first came out, I was all about it too, you know. Yeah, just mainly for my love for fucking Michael Myers and shit. And titties. And, yeah. <laughs> Chee cheese. <laughs> All right, well, gosh dang it. Let's take a look at the negatives from the critics. It's not thrilling enough for horror hounds, not entertaining enough for casual audiences, not smart enough for franchise fans, and not good enough for anyone. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, there you go. Rob Zombie certainly has a unique vision for Michael Myers' myth. Albeit. 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 One that undermines the haunting ambiguity of Carpenter's original. When the score from the original is the best part of the retelling, perhaps it's best we don't celebrate Halloween this year. (laughs) Damn. Which, we already talked about the score. Yeah. There it is. Taking 50 minutes to get to the present where the original took five, here we are offered something resembling justification for why poor little Mikey beat and stabbed his way to infamy. Okay. Well, I don't don't think that's necessarily an issue, because at least it's fucking set in the stage for something. But set in the stage, it's just taking... Too long. I would say it's too to get long. to this. Like, Fifteen minutes is a lot. I don't. I don't. I didn't put a timer on it to see where it is, but yeah, they could have cut it down to at least twenty. Like they could have shown how bad his home life, and then gone home, and then he would have went to school, and then blah blah blah. That could happen. Killed him, and then Halloween happens. He yeah. didn't have to. Bam! Twenty minutes right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't need this whole Easy. other thing. He didn't. I feel like the stuff in uh, Smith's Grove where he was a kid kind of. It kind of really didn't need to be there. It dragged on a little bit. Yeah. Like, they could have had all that. It hide The masks hide my ugliness at home. Yeah. And then... And then, I at least show the fucking bully at school or whatever. Yeah. It didn't have to, like, show him in the office with his mom or mm-hmm. any of that shit. Just no. show this kid bullying him, have <laughs> that, him fucking stalking him, and beating the shit out of him with a stick. That boring-ass strip club. Oh, dude, <laughs> I was just like, damn, what kind of boring-ass strip club you want to go to that's playing fucking Love Hurts by Nazareth? <laughs> trying to put everyone to sleep You're trying to get dollars on that stage girl come on yeah what the fuck dude? I'd be depressed if I left that one <laughs> those aren't the titties I want so I'm bummed out I'm going home that ain't the Chi Chi's guarantee <laughs> no we will yeah <laughs> <laughs> and alright now time for the positives on the audience side the thing I love about this film is that Rob Zombie took his time to dive into Michael's childhood and what made him so crazy I loved this so much and I can't compare it to the original because they both are the same story but different takes on them. Mm-hmm. Well, at least you noticed. Yeah, this is a decent remake to a classic horror film. Yeah, I'll give them that. But I like how the first half of the movie is the the origin story <laughs> of the double does of Michael Myers and the second half of the 2007 remaster and in case you're wondering. In case you're wondering. In, ca- in case you're wondering, I've only seen the theatrical version. Well, you need to at least watch the unrated version. makes it a little better. Yeah. Added scenes. I love this movie. Don't care what people say. Emoji with sunglasses, peace sign emoji, and a heart emoji. 
Amen. <laughs> I will now follow the fuck old were you when you wrote this. <laughs> Very dope and underrated remake. The fact that you used dope in it, not a fan. Yeah, not not dope at all. That mm. was undope. That was so undope of you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, last and definitely the least, let's look at the audience negative reviews. A deeply frustrating experience for fans of the series. It has everything you never wanted to know about Michael Myers. <laughs> it also has a bunch of great actors doing good work as their characters. But the entire thing ends up being unpleasant because of the script and directing. This is a, an overcomplicated, unpleasant, messy. An unpleasant mess. Sorry, my, my bad. Migraine, C-. minus. Oh, you really got him. Rob Zombie does horribly with the Halloween and its sequel. I kind of liked the Michael Myers flashbacks, and they're mostly good, but I cannot say that with any other scenes. Hmm. Which I hated the second one of his remake way more than I hated the first one. I honestly so. only seen it once in theaters. The fact that he fucking runs and then he grunts? Nah, I ain't got time for that. Fuck that. Anyway, <laughs> the movie was just terrible. Just offable. Ugh. Offable. Offable. The movie was just terrible. Just awful. Thumbs down emoji. Angry face with... Words over its mouth emoji, and then another angry face emoji. Well, could I say that like, for this the the first remake, I kind of like the way he like grunted, just because it brought it, it brought him more he made him more human. Like when okay. he got shot, and he's like ah, just like <laughs> shit like that, or see, when he's like picking up somebody, and you hear him just like. Hmm? See, that's okay, but like uh, in the second, it was the second re the Rob Zombie second one. Yeah, which is we're How? going. We're just off the course a little bit, guys. Sorry, not not bad, promise. <laughs> but uh, when he's like stabbing one of the guys, he's like, hoo, hoo. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't like that. I don't know, because I, I just want to hear the ching ching ching. <laughs> I don't like. I don't remember. Like I don't. I only watched it once because it pissed me off. Yeah, so. I watched it like I said in theaters. All I remember, like, I remember the beginning where you think it's gonna be like the second one, how it's in the hospital, and I was like, fuck yeah, the second one's tight as fuck, and then it like ends up being a dream or something, right? Oh, I don't even remember. But I wish... I wish she kind of went that same route again with, like, remaking the second one, too. That would have been And hitting those same beats again. That would have been... I would have been down as fuck with that, but no, he had to go... Do whatever the fuck he did, make him a hermit or something? I don't fucking know, dude. I, I honestly only watched it once, and I don't even remember it, because I kind of tuned it out. But I was like, oh, I'll watch every other Halloween as it comes out, though, so... I've, just, I've seen all of them. But yeah, but this one... That's the only part I remember is what I said. Well, overall, though, I like the original more than the first. Or more than the remake, the mm -hmm. Rob Zombie remake. And that is all there is to it. There's no comparison, really. Yeah, 100%. It's just, why why look at a picture of the Mona Lisa when you can go see it, you know? Yeah. It's, you know it's the Mona Lisa, but the original is just so much more better. You don't see the... You don't see the details you would if you've seen it in real life, you know? Absolutely. And at least Rob Zombie tried to do something different, mm -hmm. you know? I I give him kudos for that. Because I didn't hate the film the first time. I still don't hate it, but I probably won't watch it. Could I, I feel like... I th I wanted to bring this up. I've, the remake felt like there was too much Michael Myers, you know? Because the original, he's like... Like Jaws. Yeah. You see him... From a distance, or the back of his head, or you hear him breathing, you see him driving a car, and this one, he's just like, up and down those fucking streets. Oh yeah. Doing his thing, and I was kind of like... You see him walking, and there's like kids trick-or-treating and shit. Yeah, stuff like that, and I'm just like, 
towards the end of that the remake, I was just like, fuck, there's just too much of him going on. Like, the chase through his house. I yeah, was just like, yeah. this needs to be done. Over. Yeah, <laughs> like, really? She's in the fucking ceiling? Come on, girl. Yeah. <laughs> and that whole... It was just like, there's too much Michael Myers in this movie. For me, at this point. This one, for me, is like the new Star Wars movies. The more I talk about it, the more I fucking don't like it. Yeah, that's so. what I'm doing right now. I'm starting <laughs> to like not, not like it anymore. Because I'm like... <laughs> Fuck, I hate when I pick holes and shit and I just find more stuff I don't like about it. Oh, man. Anyway, you know what time it is, guys. Fun facts with James time, bitch! Bitch, which one are we doing first? Original? Let's, Let's start uh, original and Origis? jump into the fucking remake Well, I can't say the... From a budget of $300,000, the film went on to gross $47 million at the U.S. box office in 2008... Takings would have been equivalent to $150 million, making Halloween one of the most successful independent movies of all time. Oh, shit. I think that's another thing, though, too, is with that new one, it probably made so much money because, again, it had that cult following. It know? had the it had the brand. Yeah, so exactly. Like, fuck this thing. It's going to fucking be good. And some people are just like, oh, flop. And plus, yeah, it's just like, it's so fucking long. Like, the thing about it, I was like, fuck it. It's like two and a half hours, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's really long. It's like, trim the fat guy, come on, I understand it's the unrated and you see more titties, Damn, but dude, still. you can't just call me fat like that. I've, ooh, I'm not saying that. <laughs> just because I looked at you right when I said trim the fat. You did, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Alright, the original script titled Babysitter Murders had the events take place over the space of several days. It was a budget budgetary decision to change the script to, to have everything happen on the same day. Doing this reduced the number of costume changes and locations required. And it was decided that Halloween... The scariest night of the year was the perfect night for this to happen. That's kind of tight. Yeah. What, what was it called? Babysitter Murders? The babysitter Murders. Alright. That was the original? That's the like, that's, original name they wanted That's to use? the name probably on the script when he sent it in. Oh, shit. Same with, like, um, Hellraiser. Okay. The original title they wanted was uh, Sadomas- Sadomasticus from Beyond the Grave. <laughs> oh, that's shit. That's what it was called. <laughs> yeah, the movie had a runtime of two hours, by the way. But that's, it felt like two and a half hours it to me. It really did, like, dude. It was too long. Fucking goddamn it. Too fucking long. John Carpenter considered the hiring of Jamie Lee Curtis as the ultimate tribute to Alfred Hitchcock, who had given her mother, Janet Lee, legendary status in Psycho. Ironically, during the same period, Universal Studio producers and director Richard Franklin were trying to enroll Jamie Lee in a new production of Psycho 2. Oh, shit. I didn't know that was her mom in Psycho. Yeah. That's fucking Janet tight. Lee. She even shows up in H2O. Really? Her mom, yeah. She shows up. She's like a secretary. And she's like, oh, I'm going to say goodbye for Hall- during the Halloween break or whatever. And then if you look in the background, it's the same car she drove. Oh, no shit. In Psycho. That's fucking even cooler. Yeah. H2O was like a pretty good. I liked H2O, dude. Honestly. That was mm-hmm. probably one of my favorites. We actually watched it in a psychology class ad. Did you? It was fucking tight. Yeah. So. I'm going to do a quick rundown. One, love. Two, love. Three is okay. Season of the Witch because it's not really Halloween. That was fucking weird, dude. <laughs> it's because it's weird because um, John Carpenter wanted like the Halloween franchise to be like an anthology. Gotcha. Okay. Instead, instead of just continuing on, but the producers are like, "Nah, man, we need Michael. He's he's the fucking money maker." Four. Wait, that's probably everyone's least favorite though. Four is okay. Five is all right. Six. Curse of Michael Myers is one of my favorites because I used to watch it a lot and I had hella titties in it. Love titties. <laughs> That's why. Chee-chees. <laughs> and then was Curse H2O, I think, was seven, right? I don't even know. Yeah, I think I it jumps you. to H2O. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Was it, it Resurrection? Resurrection was after H2O. Was eight, okay. Which sucked, but my Buster Rhymes is my boy, so I'm down with it. <laughs> I'll still watch it on occasion just because of 
trick-or-treat. It's entertaining. Yeah. It's entertaining. <laughs> trick-or-treat, motherfucker. And then the the Halloween 20, 2018 is like gonna be a masterpiece like 20, 10 years from now. Just because it's like, this is how you want to remake a movie, make it a sequel, and pay tribute to the to the original. Yeah. Which is kind of what they're trying to do with Disney and everything Disney. But they're kind of... But it's just all like... shit. It's just <laughs> like, how can we make money off of yeah. Mulan? Yeah. And shit like that. The same fucking shit, dude. That's, so. yeah, it just annoys, like, when I'll see it and I was, oh, did they do this? No, they don't do that. Musha's not even in the fucking movie. Yeah, I heard. Anyways. I heard there's no singing, too. Bitch, yeah, they wanted to make it a more serious thing, but I ain't got time for that. <laughs> I want to hear Christina Aguilera. What they need to do is hire the guy who did House of Flying Daggers and make him do a Mulan movie where they're flying around and doing shit and speaking Chinese and I'll fucks with it. Ooh. That'd what? be kind of tight. If, dude, if it was subtitled, yeah. down. But kids can't read, you know? They fucking want to see Mushu. That's true. Shit, they can't even go to school right now. <laughs> uh, uh, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill have stated many times over the years that they did not consciously set out to depict virginity as a way of defeating a rampaging killer. The reason why the horny teens all die is simply that they were too preoccupied with getting laid and that they didn't notice that there was a killer at large. On the other hand, Laurie Strode spends a lot of time on her own and is therefore more alert. There you go. So, yeah. Put, be, put your dick away. Yeah. Be smart. So you guys, if there's a killer on the loose, put that fucking dick away. <laughs> <laughs> of the female leads, all of the girls are supposed supposed to be in high school. Only Jamie Lee Curtis was actually a teenager at the time of shooting. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's kind of tight. In the documentary short, Halloween Unmasked 2000, it was revealed that the crew had chosen two masks for Michael Myers to decide, to decide on. The first was a Don Post Emmett Kelly smiling clown mask. That they put frizzy red hair on. This was an homage to how he killed his sister Judith in a clown costume. They tested it out and it appeared very demented and creepy. The other mask was the 1975 Captain James T. Kirk mask that was purchased around for around a dollar. It had the eyebrows and sideburns ripped off and the face was painted a fish belly white. And the eyes and the hair was spray painted brown. The eyes were opened up more and they tested out the Kirk, they tested out the Kirk mask. And the crew decided that this was a more creepy because it was emotionless. And this became the Michael Myers mask. So who is it supposed to be? Captain Kirk from Star Trek. Star Trek? Yeah. Huh. That's kind of tight. Yeah. I fuck with that. Yeah, it's cool when you see like the side-by-side of what they did. Like from the original Michael Myers mask to like the original James T. Kirk. Huh. Yeah. Now it just looks like, uh, what's that bitch's name? <laughs> <laughs> that looks, looks like Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey, dude. <laughs> And John Carpenter's in, intent with the character of Michael Myers was that the audience should never be able to relate to him. Which you can't, dude. Yeah, you can't because he's a fucking mindless killing machine. John Carpenter approached Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee to pay the, play the role of Dr. Sam Loomis, which is eventually played by Donald Pleasance. But both of them turned down the role, the role due to the low pay. Lee later said it was one of the biggest mistakes that he had ever made in his career. Good. Should have been bitch. Yeah. It sucks though when you're just like, why the fuck did I do that? Can you imagine that though, dude? Just being like so fucking stubborn. You're like, nah, man. Like, it's not enough money. Even though they're making fucking money. Yeah. 
It's just like, and it's then, not enough for... And then it blows up like that, Yeah, and you're just, oh. look, just sitting in your chair and just like, God fucking damn Like, it, I'm man. a literal fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the story is based on an experience John Carpenter had in college touring a psychiatric hospital. Carpenter met a child who stared at him with an e- with a look of evil, and it terrified me. Fuck yeah. yeah. That's one of my favorite quotes, too. With the, was, uh, I, met, I met him 15 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then ter- or a tyrant starts tyrant, playing. Tyrant. Oh, dude. Beat everybody up. That's all I hear now. <laughs> <laughs> I, me too. Every time I'm thinking, I was like, fuck. I met him 15 years ago. I, I was told there was nothing left. No reason. No uh, conscience. No understanding. And even the most rudimentary sense of life or death. Of, of good or evil. Right or wrong. I met this... Six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. And the Halloween theme was written in the rare five... Over four time signature. John Carpenter learned this rhythm from his father. Oh, shit. Yeah. And one of my favorites is uh, John Carpenter composed a score in four days. No shit. Four fucking days. Four score in seven years. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> uh, Carpenter showed Halloween to an executive before it was finished. He showed the movie without the music. The executive didn't find it scary at all. After the film was released and she saw it, she changed her mind. An indication of how much of Carpenter's score adds to the film's atmosphere. That's it, dude. Yeah. There it is. It's just so unsettling. Yeah, it is. And we talked about this. Music can fucking make or break a film, dude. It really can. Yeah. So. Just pick pick pick, up, pick, pick, up, <laughs> pick your shit. <laughs> Although John Carpenter had originally hoped to get either Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee to play Dr. Sam Lewis, he was thrilled when Donald Pleasance accepted, of whom he was a huge fan. Pleasance was easily the oldest and most experienced person on the production. So, understandably, Carpenter was quite intimidated when they had for when they had met for the first time. Pleasance actually started by saying, I don't know why I'm in this movie, and I don't know who my character is. The only reason I'm doing this is because I have alimony to pay, and my daughter <laughs> and my daughter in England is in a rock and roll group, and she said, the music that you did on Assault on Precinct 13 is cool. What the fuck? That's it. Oh. Although Pleasant asked Carpenter difficult questions about his character, he turned out to be a good-humored and big-hearted individual, and the two became great friends. Pleasant went on to appear in two other Carpenter films. Oh, man, which one? Uh, I think Escape from New York. He shows up. Mm. And I don't know the other one. Yeah. I didn't do my research. I'm sorry. Wow, dude. The stabbing sound effect is actually a knife stabbing a watermelon. Ha! <laughs> That's tight. Why couldn't it have been a pumpkin, dude? Come on. Because it probably didn't make it. Good sound. Because shut up. That's why. Don't <laughs> <laughs> fucking worry about it. All of the actors wore their own clothes. Since there was no money for a costume department, Jamie Lee Curtis went to J.C. Penney for Lori Strode's wardrobe. She spent less than $100 for the entire set. She shot the film while on hiatus from the sitcom Operation Petticoat. Nobody knows what that is. Yeah, no. But <laughs> if you're born in the 70s, you probably do. Deborah Hill wrote most of the dialogue for the female characters, while John Carpenter... Concentrated on Doctor Loomis's speeches. Turned out great. Yeah, it was a good, yeah, it was a good uh, partnership they had. Yes. The opening shot appears to be a single take. A point of view shot where there are a point of view shot, but there are actually three cuts. The first, when the mask goes on, 
The second and third are after the murder take place and the shape is exiting the room. This is done to make the point of you appear to move faster. Hmm. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I fucking love the one take. One takes are sick, dude. Yeah. That's what we agreed on that uh, Fast at Night, too. Yeah, so but... we like that shit. Uh, the dark lighting comes from necessity. The crew didn't have enough money for more lights. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still, like... It still works because it's just, like... You're adapting to, like... To your limitations. Yeah. Which is cool. You take what you get, dude. And you fucking make it happen. Yeah. That's it. A lesser director would have, like, made a shit movie if they didn't know what they were doing. That's true. The scene where the shape seems to appear out of the darkness behind Lori is accomplished by using a simple dimmer switch on the light that slowly illuminates the mask. That's fucking sick. Yeah. Donald Pleasance did all of his scenes in only five days of shooting. The total duration of his scenes is just over 18 minutes. (laughs) Like an hour and a half movie. Holy shit, dude. And originally, Nick Castle was on set just to watch the movie being filmed. It was at the suggestion of John Carpenter that he took up the role of Michael Myers. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's fucking fun. And then that Michael, uh, that Michael Myers could drive a car despite have only been committed in an asylum at the age of six inspired many guffaws. The first movie novelization came up with a simple but effective explanation. When Dr. Loomis drove Michael to, to sanity hearings over the years, Michael simply watched very closely and carefully as Dr. Loomis operated the car. Remember, even if Michael sat in the back and there was a screen of bulletproof glass partition, Michael could still look over the, the doctor's shoulder without Loomis realizing the significance. Alternatively, in Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers proves a retroactive explanation to this question. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's kind of tight. Yeah, I looked up the, like how much that book costs. And it's like a thousand dollars. Oh shit! Because there's like not a lot made, and I was like, "Fuck, I want that book so bad." That'd be so sick. <laughs> this was voted the fifth scariest of all time, fifth scariest film of all time by Entertainment Weekly. At least it broke what top was it five. Number one. I didn't What's check. <laughs> uh, director cameo John Carpenter, the voice of Annie's boyfriend Paul, whom we hear on the phone talking to Lindsay, and a minute later to Annie. That's John Carpenter. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> the writer's goal was to write the film like a radio play, but scares every ten minutes. Which works. Hmm. Uh, John Carpenter's direction for Nick Castle in this role as Myers was minimal. For example, when, Cas- when Castle asked what Myers' motivation was for a particular scene, Carpenter replied that his motivation was to walk from one set marker to the other. Carpenter also instructed Castle to tilt his head a couple of times as if he was observing the corpse. Apparently in the scene when Michael, when Myers impaled one of his victims against the wall. Huh. I like that. Yeah, I like that too. No direction, really. Just, just, just hey, what the fuck am I doing? Just, just fucking look confused. Just walk <laughs> over there. <laughs> uh, to ensure Michael Myers would could break the window on the station wagon as Dr. Loomis approaches the insane asylum, a wrench was adhered to the forearm of the hand and then painted flesh color to hide from the camera. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> yeah, but when, like, could in the Blu-ray, it? yeah, you could still see it, like the wrench. That's fucking But funny. it's cool, though. A little practical, like, well, if we gotta fucking break this window. It's gonna break. Yeah. At 3 minutes and 54 seconds into the film, the lights go off upstairs where Michael's sister and her boyfriend are. The boyfriend is heard saying goodnight to her from the stairs at the 5 minute mark, leaving only 1 minute and 6 seconds for them to have slept together. Oh shit, Which is fucking a minute and 5 more seconds than I need. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. And included among the 1001 movies you must see before you die. Hey, here's another one, guys. Yep. So go see it if you haven't, idiots. You dinguses. John Carpenter was only paid $10,000 to write, direct, and score the film. Fuck, dude. That's just, like, nothing. 
nowadays. I wonder how, like, do they get money from it afterwards, after the fact? Like, he, yeah, he got that initial, but, like, does he have royalties and shit to it, or how does it work? He could have been, like, it could. it's so early in his career that $10,000 was a lot of money to him right then, so he's just like, fuck it, I'll take it without even looking at, like, residuals or something like that. Yeah. Huh. So, I always I always wonder that though. Yeah. Know? Sometimes they take the money up front because they they need it. They have their entire need of money, but sometimes they won't and they'll just be like, "No, I'll get the residuals or something." And that <laughs> in turn makes them even more money. Oh shit. Like how um what's his name? Alec Guinness. He took the I think the box office percentages or something like that. So he wasn't paid a lot of money yeah. for Star Wars. But then when Star Wars was fucking making gangbusters, that made him blowing that shit up. That got him like hundreds of millions of dollars instead yeah. of just the like the gross pay he would have gotten it up front. Yeah. That's fucking sick. Yeah. And the average age of the cast... The average age of the film cast and crew was just 26. Damn. So they're all fucking youngsters, young man. Young as fuck. And for years after Halloween was released, people would tell writer-director John Carpenter how horrified they were of Michael Myers' grotesquely disfigured face glimpsed when Laurie pulls his mask off for the moment, for a moment towards the end of the film. But actually, all they saw was the ordinary face of actor Tony Morgan played the, who played the role. Perfectly normal, except for a small knife wound inflicted by Laurie during their struggle in the closet, which was created using special effects makeup. Carpenter cites that this as evidence of the power of suggestion in the cinema. The audience saw a monster on screen, so they assumed that he just looked like a monster underneath the mask. Ooh, which, shit. like, I didn't, I didn't realize that either until, like, I read this. Because he looks like... He's kind of deformed and stuff, but it's probably the way lighting hit him or something. But he still looks like he's got some shit wrong with his face. Like you're expecting to see it, so that's what he's saying people are yeah. seeing. You, know, you see the monster cool. and you want to see the monster's yeah. real face, yeah. And a rare slasher movie during which we see the killer driving. Another famous example is Pamela Voorhees picking up the doomed hit- hitchhiker Annie in her Jeep and then killing her on Friday the 13th. Oh, shit. That's an OG. Yeah. OG OG, but yeah. Has that, to be. That's all I got for fun facts for this movie. Oh shit. But we got plenty more fun facts in the other movie. Oh my goodness. Alright, here you go, guys. We're gonna get into this. It's <laughs> <laughs> not too enthused on that. Two, 2007. Well, it's because it's the fucking Rob Zombie one. Yeah. Nobody enthused. Well, they got some alright fun facts, I guess. Alright, here we go, guys. Fun facts for Rob Zombies. At around 54 minutes, the film mostly shot in South Pasadena, California, where the same area where John Carpenter. John Carpenter's original film was filmed. When Laurie notices Michael watching her and the girls at the library, Michael is actually standing in front of Laurie's house from the original film. Also, Laurie's house is located on the same street that Jamie Lee Curtis, Nancy Keys, and PJ Souls walked down in the original film where Michael drives past them in the station wagon. Oh, shit. That is a fun fact. Yeah. Taylor (laughs) Maine is the tallest actor to portray portray Michael Myers at the height of 6 feet 8. Holy shit. Yeah. Talk about a monster, dude. He's a fucking but... <laughs> giant. Before reinventing the legendary Halloween, Rob Zombie made the wise choice to inform John Carpenter about it. In response, Carpenter cur- encouraged Zombie to make his own film. Oh. Yeah. Like his own yeah. Halloween? Yeah, make your... Okay. Yeah, do you. Yeah. Just don't do what you, Don't do don't what, do what I, I did. did. Yeah. <laughs> I did. What I did was my thing. What you're going to do is your thing. Make and, it that way. Yeah. yeah. And then Emma Stone auditioned for the role of Laurie Strode. <laughs> That's funny. And I tried to think of it, and I was like, no, I can't see I, her. No, God, She's, no. I can't. But before deciding to go with Rob Zombie's version, the studio thought was about to greenlight Halloween The Missing Years, 
which would have been a prequel set within My Myers' early days at the asylum. Huh. I wonder how that would have turned out. Uh, him just staring, staring. at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's just 90 minutes of that. Come on. Do something. <laughs> hey, guy. Hey, guy. You all right over there? And before deciding... Oh, I already read that one. Stupid. The movie's production was delayed due to the death of Mustafa Akkad, the producer of all eight previous movies. Akkad died of severe injuries as a result of a terrorist attack at Jordan in 2005. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's still cool to fucking see that. I think it's his son that does it now. But it's still fucking cool to see a... I forget his name, but Akkad. Akkad Productions or something like that. And I'm just yeah. Like, Fuck, that's cool. That's an OG homie. Yeah. At around 121 minutes, this is the longest Halloween film to date. Fuck. Is... And then his second one was two hours then. Yeah. Also. <laughs> just like, fuck, man, I'm bummed out. Rob Zombie cast his wife, Sherry Moon Zombie, because he wanted a tall actress to play Michael's mother, which would explain why he grew so tall. Gotcha. Which you can't which... really, like, see how tall she is when she's standing next to anybody Yeah, else. you can't. I honestly thought she was short, but... Yeah, maybe she's tall. The film underwent reshoots as a result of poor test screenings. This... These included a new escape from my, for Michael from the hospital, as well as an alternate ending. Hmm. I don't think I watched any of that. I think... <laughs> it might have been the theatrical that might have been the reshoot. Because I remember in the theatrical one, he... They're transferring him, and that's when he escapes. Yeah. So that might have been the reshoot, because I guess, like, yeah, the rape would have been too much. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, you can yeah. Movie theater time, you can't have that there. Yeah, what well, uh, like Jesus Christ. People walk the fuck out of yeah. At one point Dimension Studios considered making a crossover film featuring Pinhead from the Hellraiser series, following the footsteps of New Line Cinema's horror crossover Freddy vs. Jason. A poll was held at the official site, but the response from the fans was negative, so the studio dropped the concept. Huh. That would have been interesting. Which I've yeah, I'd be down to fucking see at least. I mean I have the uh Leatherface and Jason comics, dude. Leatherface versus Jason. Yeah. Tops fucking comics. Pretty rare. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. Pretty, that would be an interesting crossover, though. Hellraiser and. How would they go about it? I don't know. I. Oh, hold on. We're gonna. We're gonna try and write a movie real quick. <laughs> so I want to think about this. I don't really think. It, it's hard to put, like, the supernatural in with somebody, like. Michael Myers, though, right? Because he's uh -huh. not. Unless you go back to, like, the season of the witch, dude, and then you get something in there, you know? I want to say it can it can just be, like, a the box is the MacGuffin, and okay. how, like, it's, it's, sent, it's sent to him at the asylum, and that's, he, like, I'll see his hands figure, and he figures out the box, and then opens up Hellraiser, and that's how... You have it, and then Hellraiser helps him escape, but then he realizes, like, if I kill this, if I kill this guy, then I'm killing all the fun. So he lets him loose. Or what if it's? A, I mean, it could be similar to like a uh, Freddy versus Jason concept too, where mm -hmm. he's just utilizing him to fucking instill fear, that's or whatever what the case. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to get. Yeah, at. I get you. Yeah, we're on the same we're on the same wavelength here. Dog, how do we? <laughs> I just love how we're just like, hold on, let's write a movie real quick. <laughs> we probably should. We fucking should. We just guys, come... write these ideas down and uh, steal them. Just make sure you give us credit somewhere. So we have, we'll take you to court. We got proof. Yep. <laughs> Recorded here first. All right. The first movie where Michael Myers talks in the eight movies of the original franchises, he doesn't say a word. Just when he's a kid? Yeah. Okay. 
Brad Dorif, Sheriff Lee Brackett, was previously in another horror, in another horror franchise from the '80s and '90s, and he's the voice of Chucky. Huh. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, I love his fuck. I just love how he's still down to do the voice. Fuck yeah. Like Chucky was his life. Which it's so good. Mm. OG Chucky voice is so good. It, it is. Actress Jenny Jenny Greg Stewart, Lindsay Wallace, was actually terrified when she first saw Tyler Maine as Michael Myers at when he revealed himself. <laughs> because he's a fucking giant. He's, yeah, I mean, holy... huge dude. If somebody came walking at me yeah. looking like that, I would One of too. yeah. One of my favorite parts of that movie was when um towards the end when she's running towards the house with the kids. And then she gets in the house and they're like, Is he gone? It's like she locks the door, is he gone? And then it's just that wham and then you see him all like peeking through the glass on the top of the window yeah i was like holy fuck that got me <laughs> every time like i don't know why but it's just uh, scary to see him on this like without even without he's a fucking tower yeah, yeah dude it's that's fuck with that that's too. one of my favorite parts so i i do like his whole like the head tilt and shit like that too how he's, he's just like fucking slow yeah, he's tilts. just like like hello <laughs> <laughs> And Danny Trejo's death was cut from the work print after studio heads complained about it. Zombie lobbied, lobbied to them, stating that it was important to show how brutal and uncompassionate the character truly is. In the final cut, Zombie won and was allowed to put in the scene. Fuck well, yeah. That's that's one of the things that we were talking about, though. It's just it's one of the better scenes, and it shows how un, yeah, unforgiving he just he doesn't is. give a shit. And yeah. it's just so sad because he's just begging for his life. And it just bums me out every time I think about it. <laughs> And a stunt woman was seriously injured on the balcony fall sequence at the end of the film. Rob Zombie explained, this is why the film suddenly cuts to black and the actual landing is not shown. Oh, shit. So, so yeah, they probably like, fucked She actually got up. fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> so, we can't fucking show this. At around 49 minutes, when Michael Myers escapes from the sanitarium, he finds his way to a truck stop. At the truck stop, he follows a man, Ken Forey, into the men's stall. After killing the truck driver, Michael then puts on the trucker's jumpsuit. The very same jumpsuit that Ken Forey wore in George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead. Oh, no shit. Yeah, which is like, holy fuck, I didn't know that. And that's so that's tight. fucking That's tight. one of my favorite zombie movies. Good. Yeah, that's no, fucking I'm just good. <laughs> but it is, and I'm like, that's fucking tight. That, that is fucking I like when they take little pieces. There's little Easter eggs, you know? Yeah. I love that shit. But, like, my, when I read that, my question was, did they use, did they just, like, have him bring it to set and they made a copy? Or they are just like, this is the same one, this we're going to use it. This is the exact one. Yeah, because that's, like... That's an expensive piece of merchandise, so Fuck I don't yeah. think they would be like, well, we're going to look at it and we're going to make a copy of it, because I don't want to fucking this damage during filming or anything like that, because we can't come back from this. Which, so, speaking of which, though, at Comic-Con, when I was there, they have a booth where they actually have movie props and shit yeah. that you could buy, and dude, they're like, you know, $20,000 and like shit like that, but they had, like, the holy hand grenade from fucking, um... Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah, see, that's so, like 100, probably 100 Oh, it was, I think it was... It was up there. I think it was yeah, like see. 60 Gs or something stupid. But um, it's pretty cool because at least you can go look at it, you know. And they mm -hmm. actually had like um, Ghostbusters costumes. They yeah. had like the OG one. There was one there. I was like, yo, it would be nice to have some fucking cash to, you know, be a nerd. Yeah, but something <laughs> like that you would think that like, or in my mind, if I was a costume designer, I'd just be like, let's look at it. We'll copy it and then we'll send it back because I don't want anything to happen no nah, fuck that I keep the original I'm stealing <laughs> from these pieces of shit <laughs> well that's in my mind but that's all I got for the fun facts for the Halloween movies well there you guys freaking have it Halloween in the dang bag boys and gals yeah save your time and just watch the original there you go and then watch Halloween the 2018 movie and H2O and H2O 
<laughs> if you haven't seen it already. And then, so, if you're feeling up for it, uh, Sneak Buster Rhymes in there, too. Yeah, Mr. Resurrection. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram, the underscore ripe underscore potatoes. Make sure you tell your friends about us and uh, follow our personal pages at... Uh, XChief underscore BeefX. And Comic X Steve. Thank you guys for reaching out, as always, and giving us feedback. Later. Bye. Oh, this has been some real shit. You better step back dead before I lose my